0: Welcome to another episode of Perspectives by Women in Securities Finance. My name is Tonya Noskeze. I'm a Director of Business Development for Piram, based in London. Today, I'm joined by two more engaged members of the Women in Securities Finance community. Georgia Williams in Agency Lending Products at J.P. Morgan, and Nancy Allen in Prime Brokerage Sales at UBS. university is no longer the only route into the banking sector. Today we will discuss apprenticeships for those entering securities finance. With many of the top jobs and banks offering competitive apprenticeship programmes, this will prove to be an interesting topic and I look forward to learning more. An apprenticeship in England gets on-the-job training in their role in paid employment, at least 20% off-the-job learning with an opportunity to study for a nationally recognised qualification. Georgia, tell us how you heard of the Apprenticeship
1: Programme and why you chose this as a route for you. Thanks, Tonya. And I just want to start by saying thanks for having me on this podcast today. This is a great platform to provide insight to others' experiences within the industry from a variety of backgrounds and lenses. Today's topic is particularly close to my heart as it covers my introduction in securities finance, a path of entry which historically may be unconventional. So to answer your question, let's rewind six years when my story in finance began. Actually, no, scrap that. Let's rewind six and a half years ago when I decided to take a different path from my peers at school. So when I was around 17, 18, there was a huge push from schools to apply to university. And thinking back, whether it was a conscious or unconscious bias, it definitely seemed to be the preferred route before starting your life career. I'd actually expand on that further to say there was lots of focus on the actual university you applied for, you know, how prestigious it was, if it was the top 10 in the country. For me personally, mm. I just felt slightly disconnected to this direction. The reasons being is that I knew I didn't want to obtain a degree for my future career, such as becoming a doctor or a lawyer. So I didn't quite connect with the need to have a vast amount of debt for what felt like to be at the time just simply following the status quo. After years of education, I felt that I was ready to get stuck into a professional career, learning new skills, but also applying those skills. And coincidentally, that's when I saw the JP Morgan stand at my school careers fair. Good points, Georgia.
0: Also on costs for further education, as someone of a different generation, I was funded with maintenance grants and had no tuition fees to go to university, so I count myself lucky that I could finish study with no debts, but also I'm impressed that at your school leaver age that you had a vision for your professional development, and I admit I chose university because I wasn't sure of the career path I wanted to pursue then, and also it was an expectation as a route to employment back then. Nancy, welcome, keen to hear your thoughts.
2: Hi, Tonya. Yeah, thank you for having me. It is great to hear Georgia's story on her route into an apprenticeship. So, I've been at UBS for two years now, and I'm very grateful that I chose to do an apprenticeship over the university route. I mean, for me, I chose an apprenticeship because I felt learning on the job would allow me to deepen my technical knowledge while gaining qualifications to help me thrive within my role. I also felt that entry to the financial services industry becomes much more competitive once you have graduated from university.
0: The UK government research shows over 90% of apprenticeships go into work or further training. So as you said, Nancy, great prospects for employment entry. And also I read 64% of apprentices continue working at the same firm. So also positive for employers as they attract, develop and retain
2: staff. Yeah, I mean, these statistics particularly resonate with me as university is a large cost and apprenticeships give you the opportunity to gain the same or similar qualifications without the added burden, as the cost of an apprenticeship programme is covered by the apprenticeship levy for companies that participate in this scheme.
1: What was the recruitment process like? I can take this one first. So the recruitment process that I experienced had various stages. At the time I think there were over 2,000 applicants that applied to be an apprentice for something like only 50 positions available to the cohort. So as you can tell, quite competitive. The first stage was a telephone interview and then following that I was invited to something which was titled the assessment centre. This was essentially targeted at testing your leadership qualities, but also how well you worked in a team with various group challenges. One of the final phases included a network session with managers at the company, which felt a tad intimidating at 18 with no banking experience. But I think it's important to get out such a comfort zone. So I valued that. There was an on-demand video interview. I would have questions appearing on the screen and then a limited time to answer those questions. And then finally, I was told I was successful over the phone and would start my apprenticeship later that year.
2: Yeah, so in regards to my recruitment process, I was actually lucky enough to enter the recruitment process pre-Covid, which allowed for face-to-face interviews. I had to complete some online tests and an online video interview, which was then followed by three in-person interviews. After this, I was delighted with the news that I had been hired. As Georgia mentioned, the process can be daunting to someone just coming out of school who has never experienced interviews like that before. But a key thing is practice.
0: That's good advice, Nancy, and that process certainly sounds intense. You mentioned recruitment pre-COVID. Looking at applicant numbers, I saw there was an 80% drop in apprentice applicants the first half of the academic year versus the same period for 2019-20. Businesses stopped hiring during the pandemic with more remote working. In addition to being in the office, what does the
2: apprenticeship involve? So apprenticeships can involve many different qualifications and skills, depending on the industry you enter into. So I have completed my first apprenticeship, gaining the Investment Operations Technician qualification through the CISI, which was 18 months in total. To gain the qualification, I had to take three CISI exams and provide a portfolio of evidence and a knowledge statement to demonstrate that I had learned the correct knowledge, skills and behaviours. The tasks within the apprenticeship were designed to help me meet the knowledge, skills and behaviour requirements, which were aligned to the financial industry. So for me, this involves specific regulations that I had to follow in my role and learning the correct systems and processes required by my firm.
1: Yeah, I would say apprenticeships can vary in terms of studying versus applying new skills on the job, hands on. My apprenticeship was 18 months, and from the start, I was placed in a business team, which I remained in for the duration of my programme and didn't rotate, which I think is more common with other programmes, such as the Graduate Scheme. I was expected to work four days a week, with my fifth day being my designated study day. The purpose of the study day was to help towards gaining my Chartered Institute for Securities Investment Operations Certificate, which was made up of three exams, giving me a foundation-level knowledge in the finance industry, covering topics such as operations, regulation, technology. I was actually also able to gain a level four certificate in investment operations, which was more of a coursework-based examination with an interview at the end to demonstrate all the competencies that I learned during my apprenticeship and how I could evidence meeting those competencies in my job role. That's
0: great. Thank you for that. And Nancy, I understand you're now transitioning into another apprenticeship programme. What will this entail?
2: Yes, that's correct. So since I completed my first apprenticeship in May, I have now decided to work towards further qualifications through a financial services professional apprenticeship, which is a level six apprenticeship that allows me to take my CFA exams and is also covered by the apprenticeship levy. I know this is going to be challenging, but I feel I'm well prepared and well supported for this.
0: Great opportunity. And you mentioned also the apprenticeship levy. This is how the government here funds training and assessment courses or costs for apprenticeships. Introduced in 2017, UK employers have a tax that contribute towards this levy. This helps fund development for apprenticeships and they can access this for hiring and development in new talent through this route. What support did you receive for your training and study?
1: For me, I would say there were three main support structures in place that helped towards my training and studying during my apprenticeship. One being my business team itself, you know, my direct management and also colleagues around me helped increase my knowledge of the business and my day to day responsibilities. The second, I would say, was the apprenticeship team that guided me through the 18 month program and helped navigate the firm from the start and provided support to help me pursue my qualifications and career. And then the final support pillar for me was the external training provider that administered the classroom and virtual training on my dedicated study day to help towards the qualification side of things.
2: Yeah, I received similar training and help with my qualifications. So I received lots of training from my education provider for the exam content. And then I was also allocated a dedicated skills coach for the portfolio side of my apprenticeship. This was then enhanced by the supportive apprenticeship team within HR at UBS, alongside my team and manager who are very supportive of me gaining qualifications in this way.
0: Yeah, I know you both started your career early with the apprenticeship. However, schemes are also used by those looking for a career change or upskill in their current job. I read an article that looked at hiring statistics and diversity and that apprenticeships, by recruiting from a different avenue, can help empower firms to find, recruit, and develop talent from different backgrounds to close the diversity gap. Kinsey report also provides analysis to show The greater the representation of gender, ethnic and cultural diversity, the more likely outperformance in profitability against non-diverse firms. I know we've covered this in past podcasts and there's quite a lot of interesting statistics around this. Interested to know, do you think the apprenticeship intake encourages and brings more diversity to the programme? Have you seen this?
2: Yes, I believe apprenticeships definitely encourage diversity in the workplace. They allow for different levels of entries into industries at all different ages. Apprenticeships also allow people from different socioeconomic backgrounds to make their way into industries they may not have had access to before. I also believe apprenticeships give access to and increase the number of women in industries such as finance and technology, which is great to see.
1: Yeah, echo Nancy's words completely from what I've experienced The apprenticeship recruiting process strives at attracting a diverse pool of talent. Being all the same, having identical skills does not breed growth in business. And that's the core rationale for having a variety of different individuals. People wanting to start an apprenticeship in banking shouldn't have the misconception that you need a grade A in maths or be the biggest extrovert in the room. There are lots of different job roles which require different skill sets. I personally was surrounded by people from a variety of backgrounds that had different levels of experience in the workplace. This actually made it less intimidating as you felt more comfortable showing your own brand and identity and what you could offer to the table.
0: George, it sounds like your experience has helped you beyond professional development with your personal skill set, as you mentioned there, confidence. And Nancy, are there any opportunities you've had as an apprentice that you think would not have been available if you didn't choose this route?
2: Yes, for sure. So networking is a massive opportunity that we're lucky enough to have when undertaking an apprenticeship. We're able to build our network every day as we progress in our roles, rather than having to build this network fresh out of university. For example, I would never have had the chance to join a podcast like this if I hadn't taken the apprenticeship route. UBS has also offered me many opportunities through the free training programs provided by the UBS University and the many events through the networks we have internally that offer activity and skills-based sessions.
1: Yeah, in terms of opportunities that I was presented with during my apprenticeship, slightly non-standard experience that I was asked to have a one-on-one interview with a journalist from the Financial Times which was trying to gather the thought of young apprentices in the industry. Unusual experience, I just can't say, I've had many newspaper journalists interview me, uh, but it was a great experience. Expanding on Nancy's point in relation to networking, you can really drive this yourself and connect with people all over the world at different levels. The amazing thing is, is that there's really no barriers. Providing done with respect, I would highly doubt someone senior in the organisation would turn down a 30-minute networking meeting with an apprentice. And then finally, just something I want to draw on on this particular point is that my apprenticeship scheme also allowed me to return to where my story began and advertise the scheme at my school to try and highlight the benefits of an alternative career route in finance. This was inspiring as I felt like I was trying to help students really challenging my decision whilst being super junior myself. I think this experience for me really cemented I was confident with the path that I chose.
0: to hear of the full circle there Georgia and also feedback has been great in terms of the insight into the apprenticeship program what advice would you give those wanting to know
1: more about this route great question what would my advice be I guess I would just summarize by saying that look the default option is to follow the crowd and go to university however if you're ready to start a professional career whilst learning on the job applying those skills, and starting to make a difference in a company, I would strongly recommend exploring the opportunity of starting an apprenticeship in securities finance. I hope that we forget that historic view that apprenticeships are only prevalent in hands-on trade careers, such as electricians or mechanics. You don't need letters after your name to start a successful life career in finance. If any of the experiences Nancy and I have discussed today resonated There's so much information available online. I would try looking at the top investment bank websites and identifying if an apprenticeship programme is available. Great
0: advice. Nancy, where do you think you can find more information?
2: As Georgia mentioned, many organisations advertise junior talent roles on their websites, so they include the apprenticeships and the graduate programmes. And also, don't forget to speak to your school to see if there are any career fairs plans or speak to your careers advisors for further advice.
0: Great. I found a lot of information also on the UK government website. I think a good source of information for those also beyond school year age. But I've certainly found this session really informative and I hope also inspired our listeners. For parents with children that are school leavers, for those seeking to get into securities finance, looking to get back into work or a career change in this industry. Thank you for joining us today and listening to another episode of Perspectives by Women in Securities Finance. I'm excited to bring these podcasts to you as a way to stay connected. Any suggestions for future topics and speakers to recommend, please don't hesitate to contact Women in Securities Finance. Thank you, Nancy and Georgia, again for your time.
2: Thank you for having us.
0: Great. Thanks, Tonya.